Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. Thank you for joining us for this half hour. Now, let's talk. Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. I'm Tracy Morgan. So nice to have you, of course. Just about 30 minutes now of a show that we get to talk to great professionals in and around Butler County about issues that are important to you. And today we're talking with Dr. Jason Gouliou. And we are talking and focusing on Lyme's disease. So I know it's it's not what we've been talking about lately, but that's okay because I think we need to pay attention to the other health issues that are going on that are still existing. And so Dr. Jason is on the phone with me. Good morning. Welcome to the program. Appreciate your time. Good morning. How are you? Good. And, you know, let me first ask you about that. Do you think that a lot of people are forgetting about the other health issues that we really do have to pay attention to? Um, I think that the people who have them aren't, but, like, everybody else seems to be. And so, like, it's, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I can test for covid and I have tested a lot of people, and I have seen no positives. And it's just very interesting to me. I mean, like, I just, you know, I've, I've been testing now for about, I don't know, like three and a half weeks, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And um, I've got enough of a sample that, like, you know, I've seen nobody with them. And it's and it's a matter of people who, like, had symptoms and thought they had it, but, like, you know, all the antibody tests are negative. And even they, several of them have been confirmed with the, uh, with the nasal, with the nasal swab. So, you know, I just think that, you know, while yes, obviously, like we're still in the middle of this, um, I can tell you what I've seen a whole, whole, whole lot of lately is a bunch of chronic Lyme coming in. Um, not that I've never stopped, but it just, it seems like it exploded in the past month. And I mean, it's possible that people were waiting because of the initial, um, heavy-duty, you know, lockdown or, you know, aspect of it. But it's just something that I think I want to remind everybody of. And, you know, this this week I was reading a story. I don't know, like, you know, God knows, like, how many stories you read about COVID. Yeah, right, yeah. I mean, and I saw this guy who was 36, and it's, and it's, it's titled The Nurse with the Beard, okay? So it's just some guy, like, a pretty fit dude, and talking about – um I think he's in Georgia or Texas. I think it's Texas. Anyway, so guy gets exposed to COVID and he's super duper sick. And like they show him coming out of the hospital, like, you know, 60 days later or whatever it was. And he's lost a ton of weight. Like, you know, essentially it really hammered the guy. Okay. Like no doubt, no doubt that this guy got crushed by this. But I saw that picture and I was like, that was me when I had Lyme disease, you know, I mean, essentially, so I had my exposure on June 10th of 2011. Of course, we're talking about Lyme's disease. Just want to make sure everybody follows our our conversation. We're talking about Lyme's disease. Yeah, 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 not COVID. We're we're not going to talk about COVID anymore today. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So um, anyway, like I said, though, you know, I just I was looking at the parallel of it. I looked at the picture and I was like, man, that dude looks like me. I mean, like I was 36 when I got exposed. And so, I mean, I want to, I want to remind people like what I went through because in my opinion, and not just my opinion, but a lot of experts, a lot of people that deal with this, Borrelia Lyme disease co-infections and all the stuff that goes with it is also an epidemic pandemic issue. And like, you know, this Butler County is almost the epicenter of Pennsylvania. It's astounding. 
And so um, we're smack dab in the middle of like a very, very, very severe um, Borrelia Lyme disease area, okay? So let me clear a term up here, okay? So Lyme disease is the overall group of symptoms you get when you have been exposed to the bacteria. It's called Borrelia burgdorferi, okay? Now, there are, you know, depending on who you read and do your research, upwards of 300 different strains of this. There are co-infections that go with it. The primary ones would be Bartonella, Babesia, Ehrlichia. Um, you know, there's anaplasma components, and, um, you know, there's definitely an anaplasma issue, like, even north of uh, Butler, like, up by the dam, Oneida area, stuff like that, north of it. I've heard from, you know, a lot of different people as I've tested them out where they're from. And so, anyway, that's the term. So, when I talk about Lyme disease, I'm talking about the group of symptoms, and they can vary. I mean, they can go from, like, someone who, like, gets a mild fever to someone who, like, can't get out of their bed. And so, you know, it, it does hammer. And it's, and it's, you know, very similar, you know, to, like, what we've been seeing with, you know, this virus where some people don't even know they have it and some people are hospital, you know, hospital-ridden or they, um, it takes their life. So, anyway, I just needed to talk. I wanted to remind people that, this is a big issue, and this issue has been here for decades now. And I want to make sure everybody, like, doesn't forget about it simply because, like, the people who have it, I think they feel forgotten. I would, that would, that's what I would, I would say that, you know, one of the biggest things, the people who have this illness or have this infection, because it becomes so chronic, and you can somewhat function when you have it. Well, Jason, Um, you've told us before, but I do want you to tell us again on your story, your journey of how you got it, because I find it very interesting. Okay, so, yeah, that's, I mean, obviously, like, it's super personal as far as, like, that's why I, you know, so passionately talk about this. But so here's kind of like, you know, I'll give you the the, um, the abridged version. So I was actually in Chicago at the time I was actually taking my naturopathic doctorate exam. So I was like in a hotel um, conference room taking an exam. And my wife and I, Carly and I drove out um, the day before. And so in my basement, I had a backpack that the last time I touched it was when I was in Ethiopia when we, when we brought Zari home. And so that was a year prior. So I grabbed a backpack, you know, tossed some clothes in it and just, you know, because I was only packing for a few days. So anyway, the next morning I get up and get ready, you know, put some slacks on a nice shirt to look presentable for the exam. And I get through the first two parts. I think it was like 100 questions each, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm into the third one and I start to feel really just not good, you know, like super fevery and sick and just almost like, Someone just all of a sudden snapped the flu into my system. So in between the third and fourth exam, I go to the bathroom. I kind of wash my face off, and I'm getting real sick. And I knew I had to complete this thing. So I go take the fourth exam. By the time I was done with it, I don't even remember handing it in. I remember getting back up to my hotel room because at that point I was by myself because Carly um, is from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So she took the train to, Wisconsin, to, to, to Milwaukee to see her sister, okay? So I had to drive home by myself. 
So I didn't know what was wrong, but I'm like, I got to get home, you know? And so by this time, it was like one in the afternoon. So if anyone's ever driven to Chicago, they know what that's like. It is just a disaster and a good day. Um, so I'm sweating, shaking, you name it. I mean, like starting to get like all panicky, like no idea what's happening to me. So I get home late that night and um, it was about 10 o'clock and I walked in my door and my kids, my parents were watching the kids. And I, my mom looked at me and she said, you're sick. And I said, I don't know what's wrong. I'm going to bed. So anyway, I wake up the next day, kind of okay, do some bunch of stuff on the farm. And that night I laid on Ella's bed and I was like, I just want to die right now. You know, it was like, I felt so awful. Next morning, my dad comes over to get the kids because I could barely function. And I was sitting in a robe and boxer shorts, you know, just kind of like draped, just sitting there. And there was this big bullseye lesion on my thigh, my right thigh, okay? Now, I didn't see it prior to him noticing it, okay? And looking at it, there was no tick. There was nothing like that. So it was a spider bite. But at that time... I didn't associate spider with Lyme disease. Now I'm going to interject here. Spiders, fleas, ticks, flies, mosquitoes can carry the bacteria. That's been proven. When you get like, there's this misnomer when you have a tick attached and it has to be on for 24 hours. That's never been proven, validated anywhere. That's someone said that at some point and it grabbed and it stuck. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a matter of like, if the tick fed prior to touching you, if it like, you know, was half full, was it engorged? I mean, there are so many variations on like when these things attach or when they bite you, but, like what kind of exposure you're talking about. Okay. So like, you know, just because like, Oh, it was only on for like a couple hours. That's pretty much meaningless. And again, there is no research validating that like 24 hours has to be, that's it was said sometime in the like eighties and it's stuck. So anyway, um, I didn't think much of it because, of course, like my head academically, I was like, oh, no, that can't be. But I knew that I could barely walk up my stairs and like, you know, I started to develop. As the days went on, I started to develop bilateral facial paralysis. So my right side of my face was paralyzed, my left side of my face was paralyzed. Um, You know, I was... I was given diagnosis as like, okay, you had a stroke, you know, like various like things that were just said because no one understood it. So as, as I started to like go like a couple weeks into this, I was going to drop weight. So by the time it was all over, I probably lost 50 pounds. I would say at least, I mean, I look like, you know, what you would assume like people with like end stage cancer. I mean, I just was like dropping, dropping, dropping. Um, Every joint in my body hurt. My legs felt like they had, like, my feet, my ankles, my knees, my hips. My shoulders felt like they had glass in them. My face felt like someone was poking me with, like, a hot poker in my face. Um, My head hurt. My hair hurt. I felt like, you know, I wasn't even attached to my body like I had vertigo. So, like, my head was attached to, like, my shoulder and I couldn't balance. Um, You know, I mean, every symptom you you think that you read about this, I kind of pretty much had it. so as that month went on, I was getting no answers from anybody. And I went and saw like what we're supposed to be experts in the field of this, because what happened was finally my dad convinced me to test um, for Lyme disease. And um, so it came up skyrocket positive. All right. 
And so then as I talked to other practitioners and, you know, like everyone, everybody had advice and everyone had their, their thoughts on it, you know? And I was like, and I was like, I had the brain fog. I was overwhelmed by this. I mean, I was, it was terrifying because in this, you know, you're, you're losing who you were, who you are, whatever you want to define it as, you know, I was worried about like, can I even like, you know, get out of bed, let alone practice. Um, be a dad, you know, be a husband, all those, all those things. I mean, so basically at one point we left the doctor's office and, um, with, you know, no answers. And my wife said to me, she's like, Jace, you have to figure this out. And I'm like, I don't know how to do it. I just was like, I was beyond crushed, you know? And so at some point I finally like sat down and she said, look at this as if you would look at a patient, you know, like basically like, she told me to like focus because I've always been good at separating the emotion from the case, you know, like as a patient. And so I took away all the emotion from it and I started looking at the information. And then basically I started to say, okay, what do I need to do here, here, here? And so I started to just kind of treat myself. Now I started to notice like as August rolled in. So that was June, July, August, like the, the, the pain and everything was always there. It was there. I mean, I was able to practice a little bit. So I would go into the office and at lunchtime I would sleep on the, I would sleep and I would get up and see a few people and drive back home. And pretty much I'd be in tears dropping my truck because it just hurt so much. And I, there was no, like, there was no, it was crying because like, you're just like exhausted. Right. So anyway, um, and mind you, I had no idea that Borrelia could do this. I mean, like this was like, this was flooring me. And like, interestingly enough, started to think about all the people that I knew who told me they had it, who I didn't fully understand until just at that moment. So August comes around and I could, I started to get this little movement back in my face and it was a huge, it was a huge win. So like, I can't even tell you like, like I texted everybody I knew that I could move my, I could wiggle my nose. So like mid September, most of the movement was back and I started to, kind of catch again, like catch up, you know, feel better. But I wasn't like there yet. Um, and, and I remember at Christmas time that year, my mom said, you're not quite back. You're close, aren't you? I'm like, yeah, I'm close. I mean, my parents thought I was going to die. I'm not even, this is not hyperbole. This is like, um, you know, you see a healthy 36 year old guy who's like, you know, works out and you know, all that stuff. And, you know, drops all the weight it just it was a very frightening thing for everyone who like was in my in my life I mean even my patient base was like completely freaked out by it as, as you'd imagine and so um it took until April of 12 for the final symptoms to go away because my issue was very heavily neurologically based and the pain was like super super bad but kind of about that point, I started having people ask me if I could help them or help somebody they knew. And I was like, I have no idea. You know, like I knew what I did to help me, but I had to establish all the parameters. And so I started to essentially test and treat and test and treat, you know, so I would gather data. I would treat the patient. We would talk, we would evaluate, 
we would say, okay, we're seeing progress. We would test again. And I, and I started to do that for like over the next year time period, I kind of just rolled like that. It was a very open clinical, like, uh, and, 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 and while I was doing that, I was researching and reading and, you know, found a lot of great authors and, you know, there was an explosion of books, ironically, on the market within the next couple of years of that, you know, like Dr. Buner writes and like Rawls. And I mean, everybody's got like, you know, something out there now about it, it seems. But bottom line is, at this point, you know, like nine years later, you know, I, I know what I'm doing with it. I understand it. I mean, like, I know pretty much every nuance of this process you could ever imagine. But remembering, it expands out to a much larger picture you know you have the consequences of antibiotics treatment you have the consequences of like exposure to like other co-infections you know you go it's almost like depending on the case you know you just start peeling away those layers and you find more and more and more and more you know so um but that's like because i've been there i'm very, very good at it at this yeah. point. Well, let me, think... let me ask you this, because if, if folks who have Lyme's disease don't have all of the symptoms that you did, what are they feeling? What are some of their symptoms that they may dismiss as a cold or allergies? Well, primarily what you see often dismissed is you see, like, anxiety. People go on antidepressants or, you know, anti-anxiety um, medications, you often see a lot of pain, a lot of joint pain that kind of runs around, jumps around. They go to, they go to the rheumatologist. Um, you'll see joint swelling, um, you know, or, or just like fatigue, they're tired. You know, it's, it's not enough to stop them. It's not enough to like, you know, keep them in bed, but it's enough to really, really, you know, affect their life. Um, you know, like this week, I can tell you, like, several of the patients that, that, that walked in, one was two years of pain and brain fog and, like, just horrendous pain from her thoracic spine rotating up to the next, up to the, like, occiput, occiput which is your head. Um, the other one is, you know, having a, this, just blood pressure going crazy. Okay, so, like, autonomic nervous system issues. Now, the longer an infection goes untreated, the more damage it does to the nervous system or the tissue, depending on where, where it goes, you know, depending on where the, the, uh, the, the spirochete, which is the bacteria drives, depending on how much immune compromise is in there. And so, you know, you can see in the real heavy components, you can see symptoms that mimic multiple sclerosis. Um, you know, you can see symptoms that mimic cognitive decline. You can get kind of on and on with it. I mean, if you have heard me speak before, I'm certified in um, Dr. Brenson's work, which is the Alzheimer's cognitive decline work. And one of the first things that guy talks about or does was to test people for uh, Lyme and mold because he knows those affect the brain. You know, like those are the first two things the guy will do before. Well, he will add other lab data in there. But my point is, if you have those present and you have someone who has this, it has to be dealt with because you can't get around it otherwise. You know, essentially, you can treat neurology all day long, but if you don't treat that, the um, infection, you're never going to see, like, you know, a really good change or good result. Well, and the so, other thing I want to bring up is that I think, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of us hear about Lyme's disease and get a little afraid that it can't be managed. 
And yet you have shared your story that seemed to be such an extreme and you are doing well, you're doing fine. So how is it that you can reverse this? Yeah. And that's, you know, that's actually really good because I don't like to define it as like eliminating it a hundred percent because I don't know if even that's possible. And I don't think that's fair. What I define it as is a permanent remission or a deep remission. So basically, you know, I, I obviously do things to maintain my health, but I wouldn't say it's anything beyond extreme stuff. I mean, I have, I, I, I pay attention to my lab data. I mean, honestly, at this point, it's like every couple of years, um, I focus on my cell healing, my cell health. I use my hyperbaric chamber, but I just got that in November anyway. So essentially what you need to do is understand that if you get the body working the right way, the immune system will keep this in remission. And that's what we're looking for. And like you said, it is a, it is at a point sometimes a management process. So, you know, you may not see a person when they're chronically, chronically sick with Borrelia, um, they might only get to 90%, but that's a huge 90%. You know, what, what I'll often see to kind of give people an idea what you're looking at, typically, you typically see damage to the like endocrine system. So you'll see adrenal damage, you'll see thyroid damage, you know, stuff like that, that has to be treated almost somewhat permanently. But again, it's not a major, major issue. Um, you know, if, if someone's been on, you know, again, this is documented, like, you know, antibiotics just really wreak havoc on your GI system, on your gut microbiome. And if you're on long-term antibiotics, that's just going to like really, really rip it apart. So there are people that probably would need to go on something for a couple years after like maintain the gut health, you know, but overall, you know, there it was it was a quote yesterday from a patient, one of my last ones. The guy that referred her in said, there's a light at the end of the tunnel because I brought this man through like some real horrible stuff and he sent someone who's going through a lot of horrible stuff. And so there is that light. You know, it's hard to see it when you're in it because believe me, I was there. I mean, like, it's like, you know, this smacks you in the face and just stays there. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and again, if you think about it, I mean – that was, I was really, really blessed because I was in a position to like really understand to help myself. I mean, I had 11 years of, I had 11 years in practice of alternative healthcare already. I just completed my naturopathic doctorate. I mean, I probably couldn't have been in a better position and I was still scared, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was still terrified and, you know, I'll tell I tell this all the time to people. You know, the thing that really brought me through it, that like really really kept me was the academics of knowing what I was doing was going to work. What I mean by that is, you know, there were days when, uh, you know, when you look in the mirror and your face is gone, you know, it's paralyzed. That's horribly disturbing. And so believe me, when I looked at that, there were days when I was just like, this isn't worth it anymore. But I knew academically, like I knew the academics of it, I knew physiology, and I knew that it was going to work, you know, like, and simply because it's, you know, the things I was using, the stuff I was doing were were triggering physiology, and it was going to catch up, you know. So when you do the right thing physiologically, it will catch. It might take time, but like, it will definitely, and then it's like, it's like kind of when you're starting a fire, you know, and you're like, oh man, this thing's not going, it's not going, you know, nerves that fire, nerves that fire, then all of a sudden we'll be a nice bonfire. 
um, it seems like when things start to really like start to move, they start to move really well. Like once you get things, once you get, get it going, but you know, I, I don't feel like it's even proper to use the term kill, you know, like, you know, that's, that's not a good image for a physiology. Like I'm going to go and kill, 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 you know, you want the body to do its job and that's going to be to process the infection. But, you know, well, you have to, I, when the body's uh, processing the infection and you say that you don't want to say that you cure it, it's more of a maintenance. Is it always in your system then? Do you just always have to maintain it? It's well, I mean, that's hard. That's not, it's hard to answer that because you have people that test completely negative, but remember a bacteria is like, you know, super, 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 super little, right? They're super small. Like, could I say 100% that, like, I have no Borrelia in me? No, I can't. You know, like, I don't know that, like, that would be fair to say. Like, that's an impossibility, you know? Now, I test negative, you know? Like, my physiology looks great. But, and, and, and again, it doesn't even, I think maintenance is not the right way to define it because that, that indicates that, like, you know, you're going to be taking a bunch of supplements for me forever. That's not true. What we're doing is you're maintaining your health with your diet, with your exercise, with your stress. And then every now and again, making sure physiology is doing its job. Mm, That's okay. a better way to define it because, you know, uh, you know, one of the, one of the uh, things that people criticize natural health care for is like, oh, you're going to take supplements forever. That's, that's, a, that's a very, you know, base criticism. You know, essentially, I take supplements every single day because I want to make sure I'm functional and healthy. You know, it's like eating good food every day. But you don't have to sit there and take 20 things because you've had Borrelia 15 years ago. What you want to do is you want to take what's proper based on your physiology, okay? And so, you know, there's, there's no way you could ever tell. I mean, even if you get a virus, a virus is probably going to float around in there somewhere. I mean, we know the chickenpox lasts forever in your nervous system. Do you care about chicken pox ever? No one cares about chicken pox, right? Until they get shingles down the road. You know, like understanding that this is a balance. You know, our strong microbiome will never allow that to come back out again if our microbiome is strong enough and good enough. Maybe that's the best way to understand it, you know? Yeah. Because we're, we're bombarded with um, viral, bacterial, fungal issues all the time. And, you know, like even... Even when I treat like a person who's a mold patient, right? You know, you can't get away from mold out in the out in the life, out in the world, right? But what I want them to do is get a handle it. You know, like get the body to do its job. So that's mm-hmm. primarily it. You know, we're looking at, you know, once you get over and get through these big, big damaging issues and you're cleaning them up, then, you know, that's when the diet and the exercise and like stress reduction and lifestyle changes do come into play. I mean, you know, you can't you know, live a healthy life by doing unhealthy things anyway. That's just not a reality. Right. You know, it doesn't matter if you have Lyme or you're perfect. Like I couldn't go back to eating, you know, drinking a bunch of soda and eating a bunch of junk food and feel like I'd be okay and healthy. So I think that's what we have to like, you know, quantify. And we're running out of time. Yeah, we only have about two <laughs> minutes. I was going to say, I was going to interrupt you and say we only have two minutes. So yeah, go ahead. But I don't know. I mean, again, I've done this so long now that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like I, I can, when I sit and talk to somebody, I can almost quantify everything in front of me. 
but I still want to gather the proper information because it's fair to everybody involved to understand where things are, you know? So like it all starts with a good discussion and good data, you know, like, and you know, I, I find that is always the best way to go. So like what I would say is if, you know, anybody who's, who this is like, who kind of has a similar thought about this or discussion who's been through this, like I have, um, recognizing again, like that, like the the guy said, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, and and, and I think been, that's what and I've, and I've been there. What I hear from you is that there are options. So if you have right. Lyme's disease, there are options that you can work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are because I mean, I'll have a lot of people that have come in after like years of antibiotics, and like I don't know what else to do because that's like medicine has nothing else for them, and that's okay. Like I don't. I don't care to criticize medicine. You know, that's not my well, that's my goal. That doesn't matter to me one bit. What matters is that I do something different. I just, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So All what right, we so want to do is establish an understanding. In our last minute, let's get your contact information. If we want to make an appointment, tell us how to do it. Uh, 724-586-5858 is a number. Um, you can just call in, like, obviously, like, and if you know, and I, and I always do free consultations. I mean, basically, like, I do that simply because, like, there's that way there's no pressure on the person to like ever come and see me again we can just chat um my you know like i said just call the office there might have a website but it's kind of it's kind of beat up drjason.com d-r-j-a-i-s-o-n um but otherwise just call the office 724-586-5858 i've got other shows that have been about this like you guys have them on um the internet there on your site Mm -hmm. so they can hear that um, but you know, anyway, everyone yeah. have a happy Memorial Day. Yeah, thank you, uh, Dr. Jason Gulia. Thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it. Bye bye. And folks, if you want to listen to this again in its entirety, just hop online wisr680.com, pick programs, and let's talk. And then look for Dr. Jason Gulia. I'm Tracy Morgan with Let's Talk. The information and opinions shared on this program are solely those of our guests and do not necessarily represent those of WISR, the Butler County Radio Network, or its staff and employees.